Welcome to the Enthused Entrepreneur Podcast, featuring today's most successful and inspiring entrepreneurs. Hear all about their Infusionsoft journey and discover the one thing that will transform your business today. Well, here we are again with episode two of the Enthused Entrepreneur Podcast. You can find us and all the show notes over at www.enthusedentrepreneur.com and uh, today we've got Paul Rhodes. Paul Rhodes comes to us from the West Midlands in the United Kingdom. Paul runs a web application development company specializing in mobile applications. Paul's been using Infusionsoft with some great effect within his business and uh, he's given me some fantastic tips in this interview so I'd love to introduce you to him straight away now and uh, let's go straight over to the interview. Welcome to the Infused Entrepreneur Podcast featuring today's most successful and inspiring entrepreneurs. Well today I want to welcome uh, Paul Rhodes. Paul Rhodes comes from Green Gorilla Apps, uh, a mobile development studio based in the West Midlands in the UK. And Paul, I'll leave you to introduce yourself. Tell us a bit more about yourself, your entrepreneurial um, kind of journey and what the business does uh, today as a quick overview, and then we'll get into some questions. Okay, sure. So basically, um, yeah, I've been in business sort of since about 2010. Um, I think I did the classic thing that uh, a lot of, I guess, wannabe entrepreneurs do, which is probably been in business in a trade in terms of computer programming for about... 15 years and the uh, hairdresser who opens the uh, hairdresser salon I was the computer programmer who opened a, uh, a web <laughs> development company yeah. so uh, yes I pretty much have been doing that in terms of running my own teams and running my own businesses since about 2010 uh, I've had two uh, businesses one's catastrophically failed after sort of two and a half years of being a startup and then the one I'm currently running which is a lot more successful from all the lessons learned uh, is Green Gorilla App so we're basically a web and mobile um, development company and sort of like I pitch it as software development really it's bespoke software development in terms of um, building products for other entrepreneurs to get them to market really fantastic and um, you know it's really good to hear I guess that you've not good that you had a failure but we always learn don't we that um, you know fail fast and fail forward so you've come, yeah. come through that learning journey and come through with green gorilla apps and things are going strong and well so far so yeah no definitely one I of the next things the that challenge is there's probably plenty more failures to make <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and the um you know i mean in doing that you must have experienced a whole load of uh advice and thoughts from other people can you think of one sort of success quote something that stands out for you that's like your mantra that's on the wall that keeps you moving forwards um, I guess, I guess it's going to sound a bit weird, but um, uh, yeah, I'm a, a massive fan of the work of a guy called Richard Wilkins, and it, his simple quote is, you can't get being you wrong. So I guess even when you're going through good times and bad times, as long as you're true to who you are and what you want to do and your passion, then um, you know, you'll attract the people who like your personality and repel the ones who don't. So <laughs> I don't think it's possible to service everybody and be all things to all men, but I think if you're just true to yourself, um, you know, things will work out, basically. I think that's probably my whole mantra for both, you know, business and, and you know, family life and stuff, which is probably more important, if I'm honest, because going through what I went through, I think I was definitely guilty of being a parent who uh, who basically thought that if I took all my hours and all my time and all my energy into the business, then the family would take care of itself, and 
when you kind of lose it all, you realise that you've got nothing to show for it. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of cherish the times that you have. So I think as long as you're true to yourself, so yeah, in terms of the quote was you can't get being yourself wrong. Can't get being you wrong. I love that quote. I think it's yeah. just, and and I know Richard. I think he does an amazing work, and um, you know the things that he shares and the encouragement he gives is fantastic. So, um, brilliant quote from a brilliant guy. So, one of the things that you mentioned earlier on was that you know you had a business first. That business didn't go as well as you'd have liked it to have gone. <laughs> yeah. You know, so sh- share with us that little journey and what happened. Um, not in great detail if you don't want yeah. to, but you know how that how that learnt and what Green Gorilla took from that to make it so different. Yeah, um, yeah, no problem. Uh, I think I think basically the biggest thing was that when I started out in business, uh, in terms of running my own sort of you know classic sort of limited company or whatever, and starting out, I really I, I look at back on the time now I was trying trading on quicksand, <laughs> so. <laughs> I had all the passion and all the energy and was a bit surprised that people would come to me. You know, you undervalue your own skill set and your own, uh, you know, a lot of people can overlook talent that they have. And uh, and then you get surprised in terms of, you know, someone's actually going to pay you to do what you already love. So the big thing for me was I was really passionate about what I was doing. And so I was, could, could very quickly start making, you know, revenue from it and start making the income. And uh, And so I pretty much went full steam ahead without really putting in some of the more I guess I guess a lot of people do it where they plan meticulously for a year and then launch their business. I kinda gave a two finger salute to my employer and <laughs> and started out my own business with a month before my second child was born because I was passionate that I wanted to do it differently. So I guess it was slightly arrogant how I started and uh, got trading and long or short sure is we sort of it was you know, I was a sole person involved in it, so in terms yeah. of um ownership and directorship so um yeah i grew the team in 12 months we had six employees um and kind of things couldn't have been going better in year one so i didn't see any of the kind of downsides that a lot of people faced and again there's a thing about you know if it was easy everybody would do it year one for me was incredibly easy (laughs) so i didn't really dwell on um you know mitigating risk or anything else so when we got to year two and we'd kind of started to build a reputation of you know delivering ultimately good product and and being talented developers when projects didn't go so easy what would happen is because i was the sole kind of everyone else was a developer which is what i enjoyed is kind of being a developer i really enjoyed uh, motivating and leading the team of developers to build top quality software but everything else fell on my shoulders and it's one of the things we'll probably cover in a bit is in terms of marketing yes so if I got called into a firefight, all sales and marketing activity stopped. Yeah. And in the same way, if I got called into like a HR firefight or whatever, everything stops. So I think when you're spinning all the plates, the challenge of any entrepreneur or business owner is to put people in place to help you spin those plates. And I didn't, I basically, I ran everything other than delivery and I still couldn't at that time take my hand off delivery. Okay. So I was just trying to do too much, spinning myself too thin. And then we had one project that was kind of going a bit um, hayward in terms of just managing expectations and scope creep and stuff. And then we had another project where payments were coming in late and pretty much within three months, what had been a profitable business on paper was was gone between three months. Um, And the result was when I was trying to generate new sales and marketing activity to bring in our kind of, you know, 
you can you can rescue a business quite quickly if you can if you can make money from your existing databases. Yeah. Obviously, you're very well educated in. Yeah. I didn't know that at the time. So when I try and start turning the cog on a, you know, um, lead generation and stuff from from when it's not moving at all, it it just the momentum it wasn't there to keep it going. I guess that's so the, the uh, that's the was, traditional problem, isn't it? That yeah. People, a lot of people today are saying, "Hey, why don't you just start up some Google AdWords campaigns or Facebook yeah. campaigns and start getting all this traffic and interest in your business?" But if you don't have a method to manage that, that's going to scale without you being in front of it all the time. In other words, if you don't have a sifting and filtering and a qualification mechanism, you can very quickly get dragged into lots of inquiries without yeah. so many uh, conversions. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head. All, all the time I was saying that to you, and when you started then, I was just thinking the normal word that comes into my head is it's, it's qualification, isn't it? It's getting the right type of, you know, because at the end of the day, for us, a customer is not a single transaction. You know, it's like a life. You know, it's yeah. a, there's a lifetime value to a customer, and for us, it's an extended period of time. And um, yeah, so for for me, I mean, one of the lessons I learned coming out of the the failure of, of the last company was really that you know, I think when you start out in business and you're wet behind the ears, you kind of you kind of you look for anybody as a customer, and so you welcome everybody with open arms to be a customer. And you don't do that pre-qualification on just what is your ideal client. So you kind of open your arms to everybody. And actually, it's a classic thing of time vampires. You can spend so much time on one client who's bringing in you know, hardly any income but taking so much time away. So it's the 80-20 rule again, isn't it, that we all know that... I love that yeah. term, time vampires. I've heard you say <laughs> that before. That's not mine, that's the um, Kennedy one, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's absolutely great. And um, yeah, that can be the problem, I guess. And to put in place... So you, you came through this journey into Green Gorilla Apps. Things yeah. started going really well. And then you you know, got involved and, and got Infusionsoft on board. And, yeah, um, yeah. You know, I guess as a way of scaling things but tell us a bit more about that decision what you know what led you to there and how has it helped so far sure um yeah so basically um so around it was about three years of, of running the old company and uh, we'd done everything in terms of crm <laughs> we've built our own because we're developers we don't need to pay somebody for crm yeah. we can build our own uh, and we've used other things on the market ones that are a lot more focused on social uh, and things like that but what i was really lacking was in the new company, I think the biggest difference I've done is I've I've hired people. I mean, we're we're back up to six. <laughs> if there's a, if there's one in there, but uh, we we've got a more even spread. We've got like designers and we've got a project manager and a marketing role and stuff. So we've got a variety of people who help me spin the plates. And so what I was after was something where the team could use it, and it would be that all the sales and marketing activity doesn't stop if one person's not on that job. Um, so we were looking for basically a new CRM that we were going to, you know, that would fit it. And my real one was just opportunity tracking, just a simple thing of opportunities. I didn't really have an understanding of what you could do with, you know, business automation. I knew about what I wanted to achieve in terms of on paper, but I didn't I didn't make the uh, the match at that point that Infusionsoft could also help me with that until I kind of got into it in a lot more. And I guess you learn through third-party stories. So, you know, going to like the Infusionsoft user groups and stuff, just listening to what other people are doing with it, you your mind gets set on fire and then you go back to the problem of time and implementation. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we've used it, uh, well, since since we started, really, so um, for quite a while now. And I think for a, a while I was guilty of 
just using it purely as a contact database, which it isn't. So we've really gone back to looking at almost like sales templates in terms of a, a customer becomes a you know somebody can, becomes a prospect at this point, and how do we nurture them all the way through? So you know we didn't know about lifecycle marketing until we sort of watched the videos on on the um, you know you start sign up for infusion and stuff like that. So it's changed my entire uh, piece, and then one, I'm really really lucky that. Um, my um, project manager, who's also a like marketer copywriter, has got a really witty tone of voice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he does all the marketing for us in terms of the copy, and then me and him come together with the kind of plans of what we want to do in terms of campaigns. And then at the moment, I'm the one who kind of structurally engineers it in terms of how the campaigns are set up, and then he populates it, and then a designer checks after it, and you know does the emails and stuff, whatever. So. Yeah, we've we barely scratched the surface, but in terms of follow-up and talking to our database, um, you know, it's at least once a week. I think follow-up and talking to your database is a key theme that often comes up when I'm talking to uh, either people who've just bought it. Um, yeah. I, I often come across people who bought it a long time ago because of one particular um, thing that they wanted, like we need to run a webinar, we need a way of organizing them. And as yeah. you kind of said, the CRME piece was their yeah, initial exactly. thing. And yeah. so what I'd love doing then is kind of say, okay, let's go back to that drawing board and, and start thinking about some other stuff. And I, well, it was really great that you mentioned the user group. And, yeah. um, you know, user groups happen all across the world. Um, you can get to information about the Infusionsoft user groups on the Infusionsoft website. And we'll post some links to that in the show notes in case people are interested in kind of meeting up in those communities. We've talked about some of the kind of history and the the stuff that's been tough. Um, yeah, you kind of mentioned how you got started with Infusionsoft. Normally, there's like an aha moment, a moment where people the penny drops, I guess, and it's yeah. like we can use this for more than we ever thought we could. And you mentioned a little bit about that. Do you want to just describe a bit more uh, about how that came about and what was the key thing that mattered for you? Yeah, I think I think for me it was. Um... Like I've been a member of the Entrepreneur Circle for about two years, and so um, I was getting all this great content through, and it was kind of like, if anything, it was a bit of information overload. I was getting loads of um, examples of you know how you talk to your database, how you follow up, how you do all these crazy things, and also on the back of it, all the successes that other businesses were having. But I was always stuck at day one, which is like, I get I get the why and I get the the kind of the reason and, and I get the goal at the end of it but I didn't get the how and then all of a sudden like literally I went on the train to London uh, with my, my family to watch a musical over the weekend and I sat there with my books open reading the kind of circular and um, I can now read through something that looks like a, a really good targeted campaign I think the word is that it's about segmenting your database as yeah. everyone knows and then actually almost <laughs> sounds really geeky but I guess that's my programming background <laughs> almost see the campaign written out in Fusion. Brilliant. So there was a really good example of somebody who'd done something where there's a trigger on a business card to collect some data that they were really struggling to collect, push them through because they were giving them some amount of value on that thing, and there was a whole follow-up sequence. Right. Now, they're not saying, click here, do this in Infusion, or in a similar CRM, but what they're saying is this is how it works for them, and then they'd also worked out what happens if someone unsubscribes. And so you can just see how you can take a really simple process in your business and start to automate it. So the best one we've done is um, I had some advice, basically, that 
we know how good we are. It's a classic thing. You know how good you are. You, you'd rate your service and your, your product 10 out of 10. But what do your customers actually think? So um, we conducted some case studies, and, and we, did, we did a few in one file swoop with a marketing agency, and we got back the results. But then I realized this needs to be an ongoing process. Yeah. So then we went to pen and paper and mapped out, okay, how do we ask for testimonials, case studies? How do we conduct the interview? How do we get the data over to the marketing agency? It's now just a tag trigger in uh, Infusion when a project completes. So literally, there's a whole thing that goes on when a project's happening. But when that project is marked as complete somewhere else, it basically says right now, contact, get the marketing agency to contact and fire off this email, you know, CSV up their date, details if they accept, send it off. And what I get ultimately is then honest feedback about the service that they've received. Brilliant. That's great. And I mean, there's um, there's a free campaign in the Infusionsoft Marketplace, which is a place of pre-built campaigns that's yeah. perfect for that type of things. And it's called a Net Promoter Score campaign okay and mps scores you can google it it's um a great kind of way of measuring it's the way that apple and dell and microsoft they score their success and their love by their customers on a scale of one to ten so okay. net promoter scores are a thing that you can pull in a campaign and and by the sounds of it you've done the same thing but this just allows you to at the end of any interaction or in six months time after the last interaction remembering an infusion soft you can put big delays and you know have long long tail kind of campaigns in place that will loop every six months you can ping your customers an email saying on a score from one to ten how likely would you be to recommend us to a friend you've probably seen that kind of question yeah, from yeah, people definitely. before um, and then the whole bunch of automation can start up as a result of it so if you've not seen that and to anybody out there who's thinking about the same type of campaign that's a resource that's available to you that we'll make sure is uh, mentioned in the show notes it comes free from infusionsoft it's very that's easy very to good. implement so we've seen a couple of businesses what's been your proudest moment as an entrepreneur i i guess this is going to sound really odd but um i i have um I have a real joy of um, getting the opportunity to speak to people. So um, I did when I was sat behind a computer programming. Um, I was always the person who was in the office um, and basically, you know, doing the work to get it delivered. Yeah. And then when I started my own business, you know, you go out to network and X, Y, and Z. But I've really, really enjoyed. Um, I guess it's more of a perk than a proudest moment. But I really enjoy speaking to um, to groups of like-minded entrepreneurs, developers about you know what we're doing but more more importantly about some of the lessons that i've learned to you know try and help them and encourage them that you know every other business on the planet can look like it's flying if you ask somebody at networking how are they doing they'll say yeah we're really busy we're really good <laughs> yeah but actually there's a lot going on in every business and if somebody's in a good place there's bad on its way if someone's in a bad place there's good on its way so yeah it's kind of like i've i've been really privileged i think over the last especially since um you know the previous company's failure to sort of speak to only small groups, you know, 50 to 100 people, yeah. but just about who I am and what I stand for and what I've learned. And I've enjoyed that more than anything. And, and I feel really proud and privileged to be in a position where you can do something you love every day and you really can just go out there and talk. And I was like um, talking last week to only a small group, but just about my story and stood up for 16 minutes and said what had happened to me. Yeah. And, you know, people keep saying I'm wise and <laughs> that's like it makes me sound about 100. But you just suddenly reflect back that, 
it's all the experiences, all the lessons that you're learning every day. That's what I think. That's what makes me proud is that I'm in a position where I can really re- reflect and then help others. And I think you, that's my and, pride. And you can't get being you wrong, Paul. So no, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. You know. Exactly. So it's not it's not a pride moment in terms of we won an award or we did this or it's when I hired these people. It was all amazing, but I think it's more to do with how I can choose to spend my day. Is 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 what makes it all worthwhile. And do you know what? That's probably what most uh, people in our situation as entrepreneurs are, are really looking for: is that kind of that, that balancing between work and life and being yeah, able to totally. just be enjoy the journey. I suppose. Yeah. So, I mean, if you if you if you wanted to be an entrepreneur or start a business to work eighteen hours a day, you can go and get a job doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sure somebody will employ you to work eighteen hours a day for you know next to nothing. So. Absolutely. So. Having gone on this journey, you've now got Infusionsoft, it's up and running, it's doing some great things for you and your business. What's your kind of vision of the future? What does the sort of next 6, 12 months look like? And you know, what type of um, campaigns might you be looking at, uh, thinking about what's next for the business? Sure. Um, yeah, so pretty much. I mean, we, we, I, I've had this massive um, kind of epiphany going to, uh, to you know, EC events and going to... Uh, to the infusion soft groups and stuff of just how little we do okay. <laughs> so you know it probably sounds like so far that we've got it all nailed down we're probably doing about one percent of everything that we, we potentially can do so we we've got our own we've got a few of our own products that we've developed and the saddest thing is that people sign up for these products and you know we get really good verbal feedback and stuff but we don't really do a lot to say here's how you get started because we assume it's so easy there's like lots we can do to kind of encourage um you know sections of our database to come and find out a product they know nothing about or so give us a real yeah. example i know with uh, your loggable product so it's yeah. about that future um or getting started the first 30 days with the product type yeah exactly um, yeah. It, it's exactly that and it's it's like um some of the things i've picked up are like if i was brutally honest about our product today the thing it needs is not more development it needs marketing Yep. We need to grow the we need to grow the uh, user base and also you know understand how it's benefiting people. So yep. um, if you signed up for uh, Loggable today, you would get a welcome email, and in a couple of days you'd get manually <laughs> at the moment a founder email from me saying you know thanks for signing up. How can I help? Yep. You know we want to learn about your experience. Um, and so what we've done is we've put a lot of effort and time into it. It's all on paper at the moment but a series of campaigns that really help people to get up to speed with not just how to use our product, but some of these lessons that I guess we've learned about, you know, why why even manage and monitor and analyze your most valuable resource, which is time. <laughs> so what we've done is we've started to build this like a business fitness campaign we've just created. So that, like just uh, just for a second, just run back on that. What does Loggable sorry. do for somebody, just so ah, they sorry. can put this in context, because that would be <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, so... So Loggable is a time analysis tool for smart businesses. So if you've got a team of people or you work on your own and you want to actually understand where your time goes, it's basically like a time logging tool but it gives you the analytics back. So I use it to say, I mean, the classic thing I put out on social the other day was um, I set myself one big goal in January, which yeah. was sales. Um, and then when I went through Loggable, it told me basically 6% of my time was focused on sales. So then I'm I'm saying what everyone else is saying. There's not enough hours in the day. What that did was basically kick me up the arse and say, your prioritisations your prioritisations all wrong. If you're saying that your big thing in your business is sales, and you're only spending six percent of your own time on it, then you're not being congruent. So in literally one week, 
with that knowledge, I was able to go back to the drawing board in terms of prioritising what I was doing that week, better manage my time, and as a result of it, we won two massive contracts. And so, like again, going back to sort of laws of attraction and what you focus on, you get. The purpose of um, Logable is really to say, here's what I'm spending my time on, and it's all your team members as well, and you can do it against projects. So it's really just trying to say, here's what your your time and your your business is being spent on, and then it's basically like retrospective. You can analyse and you can make better decisions. So the so the campaign that needs to go in place for you then is the how to help people get into the new habit of using it. Right? Yeah, it's basically yeah, it's exactly it's habit forming. It's also it's kind of like. I guess what we're trying to eke out is, because my guys say, how do you use it? Because I have like a manager role. So I look at it in terms of specific measurements in the, in the system to say, right, well, why are they spending 50% of their time on bugs over in that project? And, you know, and just kind of make executive decisions to make the boat go faster. So it's kind of, I've developed a way to read that information. And I think yep. what we've worked out is through a series of um, campaigns, we can really educate people, so we've created some like you know just simple videos and After Effects that kind of you know explain how to do this. And by uh, and by the boat going faster, you mean literally more sales, more acceleration in growth. Yeah, not just exactly. fancy paint jobs, but some actual no, 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 fundamental exactly. yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And, and every month we have um, I think a key thing in my business is I've been as transparent as I can with all members of the team. So a big thing for me is every month, and we're doing it tomorrow. Um, we have a team strategy session, which is just about an hour long, sit round and we work out our goals for the month. And so last in January, you know, there's some very specific goals that I'm going to be held accountable to tomorrow. And one of them was like to increase the user signups of Logable by X percent. Yep. And we achieved that. But I believe only by having that goal did we even think of it. Otherwise, it would get to the end of Jan. And then we won't be asking, well, what campaigns, what activities do we need to do to get to the numbers? So for me, infusion and campaigns and marketing is the how, but you still need to know the what and the why. Yeah, that's brilliant. So a couple of quick questions, and then because I know your time is precious, uh, we're probably done, but just to share... It's been a logged of, in Logable, by the way. It's being <laughs> logged in Logable. Well, that's fantastic. So tell me, what's the best business advice you've ever received? I think, I think fundamentally, um, it comes down to... Um, I'm, I'm a great procrastinator. Um, I wish it was a snappy quote, but it's not. But basically, what someone observed is, um, if if you if you're not achieving your goals, they're probably not the right goals. And what I mean by that is, I had a goal six months coming out of the uh, the new business, where I had to literally work the business, not necessarily my ass off, but the business off, yeah. so that um, we we achieve certain financial goals, so that we could do X and Y in the next year. So I had a really clear, defined goal that basically meant whether this new business was going to be a success or not. And it was such a powerful why that we absolutely trounced it. We were, we were done and dusted with that goal by sort of mid-November, and everything was peachy. Yep. The next year, I, I lacked the why. I lacked the real why am I doing this, you know, what is our big-ass goal that we're going to achieve? And I think if you don't have a powerful enough why, then you'll just meander through your business life, and you'll kind of, you know, be tempted by... Um, opportunities that aren't necessarily congruent with where you're going. So when I bring this back round, is somebody recently said to me, do you know what your problem is? You've lost the why. And they were probably right. I'd kind of meandered through 2013. You know, we were getting, we were profitable and we were doing X and Y. But the the reason I was kind of meandering was because I didn't have that really clear, solid edge goal 
that yeah. was going to mean X in you know 12 months. So yeah. I've kicked off, I guess like loads of people do, going to the gym and stuff. I've kicked off 2014 where my thing was I had to have a really clearly defined what December 2014 is going to look like. And now we've come out all guns blazing and we've had like the pro- most profitable month of the entire existence of the business. That's amazing. And I think that's completely related to having that, you know, if your why is not powerful enough, you'll procrastinate. And so you kind of, if you're meandering and you're stuck on a, you know, you don't know what to do next, you've just got to work out what the why, what the real goal is. Yeah. So it's easy to say, I need more customers. But if you don't know why you're doing it, you'll, you'll just, you'll, you'll treat it as a, you know, kind of something that'd be a nice to have rather than like a burning desire. That sounds great. And does that answer? That <laughs> does answer that question. Actually. No, that's a brilliant answer, and I, I love it. I love that that, that that really helps. And have you had to form any kind of personal habits, daily mantras, just things that you do to make yourself continually readdress those goals, other than, of course, um, using Logable to keep you accountable to the things that you're after? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the, 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 the biggest daily habit that I have and I guess it's dependent on everybody's what works for them in terms of time. I've tried it and working out. It doesn't work for me. But like uh, sort of about half ten every night, uh, and I will use the words I choose to do this so it doesn't make it look like I'm a slave to my iPad or anything. All I literally do is reflect upon the day that's gone and like what were the wins and things that should be celebrated. But the main thing is I plan the next day. And when I say the plan the next day, I literally plan the three things that have to be done tomorrow that are going to make, the boat will go faster, you know, going back to that yeah, analogy. The three things so, that have to be done. They have to be done. And that goes back to, you know, the whole 90 minutes and EC and stuff. But basically, if you can identify three things in your business that aren't, oh, I need to do my cash flow or I need to, you know, answer that email, that are actually three things. They don't have to be massive, but, like, it could be, I don't know, plan your next five, you know, blog subjects for the week or something, you know, something yeah. that's going to drive your sales and marketing or your business strategy forwards then if something magical happens to me in bed because uh, yeah. that sounds really dodgy. <laughs> um, basically, you kind of go into that, um, you know, you go into sleep and I'll be in the shower the next morning and I've kind of, I've almost answered in clarity what, how I'm going to do, the how. You're at peace with things. the day, you know what's coming, you yeah. know exactly what you're and going then, to achieve. And then once those things are done, like uh, Nigel Bottrell says and stuff, it doesn't matter what happens then. Yeah. Because you know you've had a successful day, and then if I ever come home and I've been out all day and I haven't achieved them, I'm so committed to my goals that I'll get those three things done. And I think again, it comes down if you just focus on one as a starter, you really have to prioritize. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, you can't put 20 things into you to do, you can only put one. You have to think really long and hard about what is it that's going to really compel you to achieve your goals. And, and once you get that level of clarity, and I'd never recommend going more than three. Yeah. You don't have to get focused. And like in my office, I do my 90 minutes during the day. I know most people do it morning or, or whatever. Yeah. But I do it in the day and I put my headphones on. And everybody in my office, because it's like an open layout, just knows that I sound, you know, going into the room is what I call it. But yeah. um, they know not to disturb me unless, you know, something is genuinely on fire. So, yeah. um, And I know what those three things are. So I think it's just... It's that level of focus, but three things is, and I got that from a guy called Mike Gardner, who's the Time Doctor. The Time and, Doctor, um, I know Mike; he's fantastic. Yeah, he is. <laughs> so he taught me that, and I think so. It really comes down to planning the next day. But when I say plan the next day, I'm not on about I need to email Ashley, I need to do this on Infusion, I need to do this. I'm on about the three strategic things that will just transform your business. 
I love it. Okay, so final couple of questions then. Do you have an internet resource other than Loggable, likely pages, Evernote, things like that that you use and you'd share and recommend to other people? Yeah, I mean, um, you mean in terms of, uh, I guess, like um, just technology Yeah, something, tools some kind up, of these new online tools. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I know use, things um, like Trello and stuff like that, yeah, which is we, fantastic. Yeah, we use so. quite a few. I mean, we use Buffer for all of our social, so Buffer app's worth checking out. We use that for all of our social marketing. Okay. Um, we use uh, Trello for us. We, we run, a, as part of development, we run sprints and stuff. Yeah. So we use it. It's not a Scrum Agile at all, but it works really well. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we've now adopted it as personal to do. So we have our boards like, you know, backlog, new, work in progress. Yeah. And then that's how I can, rather than email and email my guys in the office and say, Paul, can you do this? I just add it to their Trello board. It keeps a real good visibility of what's being done. So I definitely recommend people check out Trello. And then I use a simple app called Remember the Milk as my to-do list planner. Yeah. So And it's just got three lists in A, B, and C. And A is what's going to drive the business forward. B is it has to be done because it's just essentials that operate the business. And yeah. C is it never gets done. Uh-huh. And I, again, I nicked that from Nigel Bottrell. And that's Remember the Milk. Yeah, it's called Remember the Milk. It works on your, uh, your browser, like desktop, and yeah. it works on um, iPad and Android and iPhone and stuff. That's so. brilliant. Okay, so last two. What book would you recommend to somebody as like the book or a book that you're reading right now that's been thoroughly brilliant? Um, I personally, I think it's because of my ilk as a person, like as a developer. But if I think it works as an entrepreneurial entrepreneurial business book, is um, Rework by Thirty Seven Signals. Yeah, that's by uh, David D H H. If you look up that. Um, it's called Rework. It's just amazing. And we'll, we'll post a link to that in the show notes yeah, here. Yeah. So if you need to find that, anybody who's listening, yeah. Rework by 37 Signals yeah. is uh, definitely recommended. I've heard that recommended a few yeah. times. I have uh, I think I've got it on my Kindle. I don't think I've read yeah. it yet. I've, I've read it a few times. And it's one of those books. I guess it's like any good business book. You know when you reread it in a different mindset and you pick out something else and then you reread it again in some, another chapter. But one of the best things about it is it's literally like one-page chapters. Yeah. So... Okay. It's really easy to pick up and put down and use it almost as a reference. Um, but I, I'm, I'm one of those people who quotes it continually in my office <laughs> about some of the, the, the things that they've done. But I think their approach to business is really, it, you know, it, 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 it's again, it's Marmite. Some people think it's absolute, um, you know, coswallop and, you know, think it's pretty um, ridiculous what yeah. they say. And then I think you get people like me advocating it and saying... I've heard lots of people future. advocate it, so I'd definitely yeah. recommend to go out and take a look. I'll yeah, yeah, do so myself it, yeah, for sure. So knowing what you know now, uh, Paul, what's the one kind of bit of advice um, with anybody who's starting their own Infusionsoft journey? Um, what would be the first kind of campaign you'd tell them to go and look at? I mean, after not using it, perhaps, as, as well as you might have done for... For a while, you know, if somebody's looking now has just got it, perhaps thinking about yeah. what to do, what's what's your kind of uh, top tip? This is going to sound really like it's a plug, but it's not. <laughs> the thing that's instantly sprung to mind is I'd get along to an Infusionsoft user group, and the reason I'd do that is because I think it shows you from third-party stories what you can do. And I think once you start to a light bulb moment goes, you know that aha moment uh-huh. of, oh, my God, he's done this. I mean, the difference for me was... I went to one, and until that point, 
Infusionsoft had done enough, if that makes sense. I'd seen yeah. it as in it's doing exactly what I want it to do, but I didn't even have the ideas. And then when I went to one and this guy who owned a completely different type of business, you know, it's kind of sometimes you get the best things from Somewhere businesses and one like yours. Yeah is when he said he'd won a customer service award or been nominated for one off the back of his Infusionsoft campaigns, that to me was, I need to understand what he's doing. And it's kind of proof that, you know, or everything that I think it can do can be done. And then I think it's just going around the room and seeing some people have challenges that you can actually solve. So even though I went as a complete novice, I think, well, I already know that, so I can help them. Yeah. And then that person's just asked a question that, wow, oh my God, my, my you know, my creative juices are going into overload here because <laughs> I've just seen like a potential, you know, it might be a, a, a huge piece of work to put it together, but it, I think it all goes back to automation because at the end of the day, the bit of advice that I'd give anybody is like, we all want to be in a position where the business runs without us. That's the whole point of having an entrepreneurial mind. Is yeah. I don't build a business to work in it eight, ten hours a day at a desk. And if I move, go out of the office, everything stops. And so I think that's where something like Infusionsoft can empower your team and help you automate as much as possible, but in the same way as delivering a quality service. You're not, it's not at the uh, detriment to anything. I think that's fantastic and a really great place for us to leave our interview today. I've really enjoyed speaking with you and no looking, looking forward to uh, get, you know, getting to know more about Logable and the other services. So how can people find out more about you, Paul? Well, a company's called Green Gorilla Apps, so that's at uh, www.ggaps.co.uk and loggables, L-O-G-G-A-B-L-E, .co.uk. But other than that, you'd probably find me on Twitter at Paul Rhodes UK. Wonderful. Thanks ever so much, and really thank you for your time no today. And um, yeah, look forward to speaking to you very soon and hearing some more fantastic news. Okay, brilliant. Cheers, Ashley. Well, thank you, Paul. That was a fantastic interview. I really enjoyed it, and I hope you did too. And uh, to everybody joining us with the podcast today, um, you can ask Paul some questions and leave some sh- no- uh, leave your comments and thoughts on the show notes. You can access those at www.enthusedentrepreneur.com. And we'd love to hear from you about things you'd like to see in the future, um, people that you'd like to us to interview, and if you can put us in touch with people who use Infusionsoft and uh, think that they've got a fantastic journey to share, that would be fantastic. Other things we'd like to do in the podcast going forward, we're going to do some trainings on how to use little features and tips and ideas with Infusionsoft. So any questions that you have, please leave them there. And I'll make sure that I incorporate all of that into the conversations I have with future guests. Um, So until the next session, um, I'll say goodbye and we look forward to seeing you again soon. (laughs) 